The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Welcome, everyone, to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Katie Mox, here with Will Brinson, Brady Quinn, and John Breach. Brinson gave me the keys to the Ferrari. Little does he know that I'm basically the valet guy in Ferris Bueller's day off, and we're about to go on an absolute joyride. Fellas, how's it going? Uh, well, I've, I wish this thing was a Ferrari. It's a beat-up Ferrari if it is, <laughs> but I appreciate it. Um, and I should know that when Brady Quinn is on... You do. You are free to say it's a Brady Quinn football show. <laughs> I told you to be here. All right, good to know. There's a backstory there, Katie. We'll try to get you uh, more involved in that. But That's essentially, the origin comes from uh, me visiting the University of Miami back during the Manny Diaz era, and uh, they were all about speed. So much so that in one particular play, they had a DJ out there, everything else, a lot of bumps, a lot of vibes going on. And uh, <laughs> there was a deep ball thrown to, I think it was like Mark Pope and he didn't catch it. He, he actually was overthrown his incomplete pass, but he ran really fast, right? Everyone's wearing these GPS systems and they literally stopped practice and they played air horns. It was like Mark Pope, 22 miles per hour. I was like, what is happening? And they're like, they're all about trying to like make sure guys are running fast and hitting top numbers and, they're really excited about him running fast right there. I was like, okay, this is probably not a good sign for your football team. So that was the origin of the air horns. And uh, now they've been put to put to rest by Mark Cristobal. And also speaking of Miami, John Breach was a, a DJ at Miami for in a, in a club and he frequently used air wow. horns. Is this true? Wow. Hey, it's believable. Okay. That's the funny part. That is the funny part. Also, I think this is the first time me and Brady Quinn have ever been on a podcast together, even Ooh. though we've hung out so many times. Uh, but apparently CBS has been keeping us separated because we're kind of bitter rivals ever since I upset him in the handsomest man in Ohio contest back in 2006. Wow. Brady's still a little upset. Sorry, Brady. You can have the trophy if you really want it. 
I wasn't living in Ohio then, but it's kind of odd you bring that up because like, I was still a senior at Notre Dame. So I guess I, I, I mean, it was a different pretty Quinn that had entered into that contest. Did you get your years a little wrong there, Breach? What happened? I didn't have what happened? it. There was a height limit in the contest, so maybe you, you were in this there, one. Have you ever met another Brady Quinn? Is there like another? Because like, there's another Will Brinson out there who like lives in North Carolina. Um, yeah, really? Yeah, I mean, I, I made it my life's mission to snuff him off of the internet. Like you, you can't find anything about him. No chance he has as good a facial hair or as much body hair as you do. There's no chance. Highly unlikely. No chance. Highly unlikely. <laughs> there's there's another Katie Mox as well that lived in Los Angeles back when I was uh, someone who used to frequent tanning salons. I went there once and there was another Katie Mox where I was like, get this, get this lady out of here. But yeah, you, yeah. Was, she, she was, just like, was like Mox, Katie next up. Like, I, don't, I don't know how a tanning salon works. Obviously. You live in LA. Why a tanning salon? I don't, I don't get that. So this was the early 2000s, uh, Brady. And so tans were really in. And even in Southern California in the winter, it does get uh, a little bit cold, not quite as sunny. And so- you know, you marine to- layer? Is that so, what we're talking about here? This was, this was during like the gym tan laundry days, you know? And so uh, had had to keep up the tan. I was very, very blonde, very tan and uh, very thin. So thank you for bringing up that. Is, are, are tans, are tans, I mean, so you, you're not talking like, because I mean, tans are always in. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, are people sending spray yeah, tans? Oh, yeah, but there's in and yeah, there's well, Jersey Shore in, like she's referring right. to. I mean, or, or people. Yeah, okay, well, in. <laughs> we have we have now that we've gotten older, we've graduated to the spray tans uh, when needed. Like before, you're going on vacation, you get a spray tan just as like your base tan, so you're not out there looking pasty. And then as you are, you know, in Hawaii or Cabo or wherever, then your natural tan shows through. So by the time you get home, nobody knows that you got a spray tan. But you got to start with a little base. I kid you not, I saw this group that was painting this house and then out by the truck where all the stuff was, they're like spraying down this women that would come by too. It was like, it was like a two for one special. It was amazing. I'm like, what is this, a swap shop? Like, how does this work here? Like, your house painted and you get everyone with the spray tan as well for a discount, huh? Wow. Hey, I, like I mean, I, I would I would move there. All right, like, guys. Enough with this. See, yeah. that's, you had your designs of getting into the content early, and then you, then it's yeah. I mean, it's it's not it's not it's not. Yeah, you, we've we've gone yes, we we've gone awry here. But all right, guys, it's a free agency right now, so there's a lot to discuss. We thought we'd play a fun little game of deal or no deal. We've taken an intriguing group of potential free agents and paired them with random NFL teams. Each of you will decide if the team should give them a deal or not. So let's start at the top. Lamar Jackson, arguably the hottest topic in these free agency streets right now. According to Twitter sleuths, Jackson recently liked and then unliked a tweet suggesting that he should join the NFC South. Brinson, Lamar Jackson to the Saints, deal or no deal? Um, I mean, I think every team in the NFL, or I mean, not every team in the NFL, with, with a few exceptions, obviously, most teams in the NFL should be interested in Lamar Jackson. Yeah. He's a former MVP. You know, I think that you could easily fashion a more traditional offense like Les Greg Roman involved around him if you wanted to and accentuate his passing skills. Um, but I'm going to say no deal for the Saints because, mm-hmm. one, they no longer have Sean Payton. They passed on Lamar Jackson in the draft to trade up to get Marcus Davenport in, after they gave up a future first-round pick. And speaking of future first-round picks, they don't have theirs because they gave it up to the Eagles. They also have negative $30 million in salary cap space, which means – and they can clear it up pretty easily with some restructures of uh, Cameron Jordan and a few other guys. But like, if, if you're going to sign Lamar Jackson to an offer sheet that he's going to accept, it's going to have to be massive guaranteed dollars, which makes it really difficult to make a play for him if you don't have you know if you don't have salary cap space and you don't have the first round picks 
to uh, to to make that swap, assuming we get a non-exclusive tag there. Right, yeah, I, with a no say, deal. I feel like we're operating in fantasy world here because there's no way Lamar Jackson doesn't doesn't get the exclusive franchise tag slapped on him, and then we can kind of start talking from there. But in this case, it just seems like there's too many hurdles. Will laid out all the scenarios. I think in a dream, it'd be awesome to see him with the New Orleans Saints. That roster, as it's currently intact with Lamar Jackson a part of it, it'd be great. But uh, unfortunately, because of adding Lamar Jackson and a long-term contract, which is what they'd most likely have to do in order to make this happen, you're going to talk about guys being traded back and forth or having to cut and release guys just to be able to create enough cap space to make that happen. So uh, I would love it to be a deal. Uh, I'm not sure if it gets to the point where it's a deal or no deal. I, I think it's uh, living in uh, La La Land, but in this case, La La for Louisiana, not necessarily L.A. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to agree with Brinson, Brady, and now Breach. We're the killer bees. That's awesome. Uh, anyway, you know, it, that is the point. Look, if, if the Saints were even to try to sign Lamar Jackson, let's just say he gets the non-exclusive franchise tag so that he's out there and you can make a contract – he would literally be on the field by himself because they couldn't afford any other players. As Brinson know that they're $30 million over the salary cap now, plus another $50 million that you're giving to Lamar. So now you're $80 million over the salary cap, and now you got to work your way back from there. And as magical as the Saints have been with their uh, salary cap exercises over the past few years, that seems a bit too much to figure out. So I would also go no deal. And I would even throw out too, and like, I don't know if this is where you're going to go, Katie, but like, I mean, as someone who grew up as a Panthers fan, watching the, you know, watching the, then play the, the Falcons constantly and like in and around the South with Michael Vick, the idea of Lamar Jackson, like going Mike Vick 2.0, like, do you remember that Monday night game where Mike Vick floated like seven yards across the field for a touchdown? Like he, he floated, like, I'm not even kidding. He like jumped and was just flying and gliding across the ground. Like I want Lamar Jackson in those Falcons uniforms. Cause I think that'd be kind of hot. Is that like the Wayne's world floating? Oh. When, like he's like floating through the crowd to go see Cassandra. Is that, is that like yeah. that sort of floating? No, it, was, it was more, it was more, he was more horizontal. Like I, I, I swear, I, mean, I remember where I was. I was like, I mean, we were, we were up at Crowley's in, in, in it was like, it was like 25, <laughs> it was 25 cent wing night at Crowley's. Like dollar fifty Bud Lights. What, what year was this, Brenton? Can you help us with like a time frame? It was Michael Vick before he got arrested for dog fighting. So it was a long two thousand one to two thousand eight. There's still a huge gap here. He was with the. He was with the. I'll I'll look up the date. I'll find I, it out. Let's just all take a guess right now. Yeah. I'm going to say. Shout out Crowley's, by the way. Yeah, shout out Crowley's. We don't know who you are, but shout out Crowley's. <laughs> I'll just say 2003 is when this took place. That sounds all about right. right. I think I was in college in 2000. I'll say 2004. I was gonna say 2004 too. Uh, were you, were, were you yeah. making were you making the comment breach about Mike Vick's time with the Falcons? Or are you making the comment about my time in college? <laughs> Both. It's fair. Well, we know how long Both we were in college. Seven years. <laughs> you took a victory lap in there, didn't you? Somewhere. Yeah, a couple of spins around the old track for yeah. Our next deal is uh, is who? Um, what's up? Boom! Roasted. Damn it! Oh. Wow, that was fun. Yeah. All right, let's keep it with the quarterbacks. And let's talk about Geno Smith to the Panthers. He was a top 10 signal caller in 2022. Had a passer grade of 99.2 on 20-plus yard throws, the best in the NFL. Brady, deal or no deal for Geno Smith to the Panthers? Look, I love Geno. I got to spend some time with him his rookie year. Um, he had then uh, all the skills to be successful in the NFL. You know, I, I think the biggest thing that he struggled with back then was he was in the New York market. Uh, and he was a little immature at the time as far as figuring out his process, how to prepare, how to be consistent, all those things. And I think the the 
honestly, the structure of that organization probably wasn't too stable either. Um, given the time when I walked in, John Isaac, Rex Ryan, that whole crew, and then how things transpired afterwards. But uh, I think he's a very capable quarterback. I just don't know that it makes sense as a deal for Carolina because of their recent track record, right? They tried with Teddy Bridgewater. That didn't work. They tried with Sam Darnold. That didn't work. They tried with Baker Mayfield. That didn't work. Can you really go another veteran route where there might be some question marks about whether or not they can be the guy for the long haul? Are they truly a franchise quarterback? If you're David Tepper, you're saying, yeah, it's it'd be nice, and he played great last season, but even I want to see him do it again. So it probably makes more sense for Geno Smith to stay in Seattle. That's where he has the most equity built up. Um, that's where he should want to stay and try to build on the momentum that he had last year. So uh, I love Gino, but I just, I think it's, no, it's not a good deal necessarily probably from the Carolina standpoint of things, they'd be better off looking, looking into the draft and kind of going that route. I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to say, look, I do Ooh. think the best spot for Gino Smith is in Seattle that he will probably end up re-signing there. But for the purpose of deal or no deal, I'm going to say the Panthers should look to make this deal. And that's because, look, Brady did mention all the absolute failures that the Panthers have had at quarterback over the past few years with Mayfield, Darnold, Bridgewater. But the big difference is they actually have a proven offensive coach as their head coach right now. I think Geno Smith would be an interesting fit for Frank Reich, who was probably just beside himself after, let's see, Coach Carson Wentz, Coach Matt Ryan, two straight years of coaching two total turnover machines. And now you have Gino, who does a pretty good job of protecting balls. Katie mentioned top 10 quarterback in 2022. And so I think Frank Reich, uh, you know, maybe they go after a veteran, but I think he would be thrilled to have someone like Gino after spending the last two years with Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz. I would say no deal um, because I'm going to give the Panthers instead a different veteran quarterback, Jacoby Brissett. Oh, okay. All right. Former Frank Wright quarterback. Yeah, where was college ball at? Uh, let's see. Where did he? he where did he play? Where did he play? Huh? Where did Don't he play? Brady? He played, oh yeah, that's right. He played, <laughs> yeah, it's the roof. Well, get it off there for the wolf sack. I'm actually annoyed because I got I ended up with the wrong pint glass. I, I had an old toughy pint glass to bring to you. Um, one of the one of the bits too is that Brady thinks that I wake up in the morning and brush my teeth with old toughy. Which is the? Oh, I don't know why you wouldn't. I mean, I would if I actually had some old toughie, but no one ever sends me. I got, I got some. I'll, I'll, I'll pack it up and say, just, just tell, the, tell everybody what your address is. And I'll I still need it. a Brinson sucks hat. I've never gotten one of those either. <laughs> I don't have one. Anymore. Are there Brinson no. sucks hats? Yeah, See, exactly. Unbelievable. I always keep it right on hand so I can pull it up at any point ever. Well, uh-huh. so our, our Lewis, who listened, Lewis, a podcast listener, made those and sent them to us. Um, and I actually have one that just says I suck. But you know, because mm. I, but but it, you don't get the joke of the Brinson sucks hat. Brady has promised yeah. to wear his on Fox's big noon Saturday kickoff, <laughs> and maybe get Urban Meyer to wear it too, if if possible. Yeah, always go Tar Heels. Oh, I'm giving this to Brady. Then I can't wait to see him wear it on the big noon kickoff. Yeah, gotcha. Oh, uh, I'm I'm going to go no deal on this one too. I'm not sure that Carolina has the financial flexibility to pull this off. Uh, as you guys know, finding a quarterback on a budget, always a challenge that might be better off drafting a young talent. All right, Breach, the Eagles signed Bradbury to a one-year $7.5 million contract last spring after he was released by the Giants. He responded with an all-pro season, but he wants to get paid. Deal or no deal for the Eagles? Yeah, I'm like deal here, but hesitantly. If he wants to break the bank and be a top five highest paid corner, then it's no deal. 
But if I can talk him into a small raise over that seven and a half million he had, uh, then it's a deal. And I'm just going to say, look, James, you had a great year. This is me talking as the Eagles front office, but I'm not sure if you remember how the Super Bowl ended. Uh, that little holding call kind of made a big, big, what? I'm going to use my leverage. I have the leverage. That's what I'm doing is the front office. Um, so yeah, it, you know, it, like you think what is like how Rose are going to print out the Juju Smith Schuster tweet and be like, look at this, you see this? This humiliated <laughs> us. Like, come on, buddy. This, this is become best friends. Yep. Exactly, Will. You're you're on the same wavelength here. Uh, so yeah, if he's willing to, you know, take something under maybe 13, 14 million, I probably look to sign him. But if he wants something over that, just let him walk. So deal, kind of. I, I think. The, I, I first of all, I'm like shook by the fact that you called me Will. Uh, that's the first time in like five years. We just called <laughs> second me. time in two weeks after I didn't do it. I know. Very bizarre. What's happening here? Uh, I think the the thing for me, and I don't know if you agree or not, Brady, but like Chelsea Gardner Johnson is more important to that secondary than James Bradbury. So I, the problem here is probably that you got to use the tag to keep who, whichever one you want. I'm tagging Chelsea Gardner Johnson and not um, and not James Bradbury. So I, I I think deal is fine, but I think probably no deal happens. Yeah, I was going to bring that up because I feel like you're losing a lot of defensive pieces, right? Fletcher Cox is a free agent. Javon Hargraves is a free agent. Chauncey uh, Gardner-Johnson is a free agent. James Bradbury as well. TJ Edwards. I mean, you go through the the line. The Eagles have a lot of decisions to make with a lot of the unrestricted free agents they've got heading into this offseason. So they got to be careful about who they select with wanting to use the tag uh, if they decide to use it. Uh, and then, you know, based on that for Bradbury, you know, can you go find something that's complimentary to him? in the draft and get that level of play, probably not right away, but the way Howie Roseman has constructed this team and the way he's drafted and they've developed, you'd have to think that he's going to be able to figure out a solution to this. Uh, he's done as good of a job as anyone as far as roster building. They obviously had the most Pro Bowls and Pro Bowl alternates. If that's still a thing that matters anymore, um, if you look at this past year's Pro Bowl, uh, so wow. it's a talented, a talented team. Um, it's just a matter of, is the price going to be right? I personally would do the deal because I do think this is a team that can compete for years to come. So you got to have mm -hmm. some continuity there. Uh, but I, I could see that price tag getting a little bit too high for James Bradbury and, and then unfortunately letting him walk. If he does walk, where would you guys like to see him? There's another team out there in the Bay Area that's got a lot of guys who are uh, hitting free agency. So maybe he'd yes. be a good fit on another really good defense that could potentially oh. use his skill set talents. Somewhere bang, bang, bang. Brady's really referencing oh the backups today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to be with the pack, and now you got to carry with the 49ers. Eh? I love it. I was, hey, nothing would make me happier. Okay, let's talk Saquon Barkley. He absolutely torched the Vikings in the wild card round. Brinson, <laughs> you're the Vikings. Deal or no deal for Saquon? Uh, no deal. No deal. I don't, I'm, I mean, I like, no I like, deal. I mean, no deal. Did Dalvin, did, did Dalvin Cook's contract, did, am I, am I, did, did he, did his contract run up or something? I feel like, they had their guy and they have Alexander Madison too. So it's like cheap. I, I'm just, I'm not paying a running back in free agency. That's just me. And um, certainly not paying a second one. So I say a no deal. Breach. Brady. 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 Do we have an order for this? I thought breach was the next up then. My bad. I don't know. It's reverse alphabetical by middle name. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I, I saw this thing and I was like, uh, are we really contemplating this? Like, did I miss something here? Why would I was like, yeah, I was like, is da did Dalvin Cook die? Like, what happened to the – Well, but I also don't think that the Giants lies. are going to – He's get got an out on his contract. They can get rid of him easy. Yeah. They could get rid of him, and maybe that's part of it. But are you going to get rid of one running back and then bring in one that's going to be looking for a high price tag? It doesn't make a ton of sense in my mind. I mean, look, Saquon Barkley had a phenomenal year. He's incredibly versatile with what, he's, what he can do. But 
I think he'd be probably better off trying to maximize his dollar value on a team that needs a difference maker at that position. Uh, he's not the difference maker on the Vikings. That's going to be Justin Jefferson first, foremost, and always. And then after that, you've got some other complementary pieces, uh, especially to decide on what they do with Hawkinson now that they got him on the roster too. So uh, I kind of look at it and just think that's not necessarily probably what Kevin O'Connell would want to do with, with constructing his offense even as uh, tantalizing as that would be. And if Aaron Rodgers does leave the division, now you're looking at the Detroit Lions probably as your next toughest competition. Uh, I don't know that you need to necessarily spend a bunch of money on a running back. I think that money could be utilized somewhere else if you're the Vikings, so no deal. Yeah, and the Vikings are way over the salary cap right now. And if you're taking that money you don't have and spending it on a running back, that's like taking uh, your $2,000 rent check and buying 41 boxes of waffles instead of paying rent. You just you just don't do it. So I'm going to say that, you know who should the Vikings have a deal with? James Bradbury, because they need help in the secondary. Ooh. That's the guy I'm making a deal with, but no deal with Saquon. You know, it's actually a waffle like shortage an- right now. I was just going to say, actually, the price of waffles has literally gone up as you just got done saying that breach. Now it's going to go up even more. I know. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm serious. Like, you probably should rethink that whole analogy that you just gave with the waffles (laughs) and the rent. Sell, sell. (laughs) I'm a (laughs) waffle guy. You actually want to take that money and then go buy some waffles right now. Invest in waffles. Yeah. Invest in waffles. Well, do you think that the but what about the the Giants for Saquon? Obviously, we're going to talk about Daniel Jones coming up here in a little bit, but they've got both of them. They got to worry about do they keep Dan Jones or Saquon? I mean, I think if it boils down to it, you have to obviously tag Daniel Jones. I I I was under the impression, or I guess I sort of naively thought this because I'm such a you know a team player and a good person and not a you know greedy quarterback who wants all the Mm -hmm. all the money. And um, wow. <laughs> I was thinking like Daniel Jones might That's be like, I'll take this. Yeah, well, it's always personal here. I was thinking Daniel Jones might be willing to like take less, like a little bit less money. Uh, no, I mean, obviously like not. It. It, was, it was stupid yeah. and naive. Of me. I understand that now. Okay. Like I get it. But um, I, I mean, I, I was, you, I, you could also franchise tag Daniel Jones and transition tag Saquon Barkley if you really needed to, I think. I have to look at the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, again, I think it all depends on what kind of tag they want to use. But in, in my estimate, I think you're probably going to look at the non-exclusive franchise tag on Daniel Jones. It makes more sense for where he's at. And then you can let the rest of the league do the bidding. If anyone's, you know, truly out there uh, and, and is in you know need or desire of a quarterback and they think Daniel Jones is that guy, so be it. You get some two first round picks back, you go rebuild with one of the quarterbacks in this year's or next year's draft. So that wouldn't be a bad strategy. I, I just, again, I'm not sure that anyone's going to be paying the price tag for a lot of these running backs like they used to. Um, I think, you know, McCaffrey hit the top end of the market when he signed his deal with the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Kamara was even a little bit above that too. And I just have a hard time believing as good as Barkley's looked, he's got an injury history. There are some inconsistencies there too. Um, And and even as versatile as he is as a a pass catcher, I don't know that you're going to be spending top dollar at that position anymore, at least not for the foreseeable future. Well, and especially because Barkley might not even be the best running back on the market if he's out there. I mean, Josh Jacobs could be available. We just had Jamal Williams score a bunch, lead the NFL in rushing touchdowns for the Lions, could be a free agent. So there's going to be a lot of guys out there, and Barkley might not be option 1A for a lot of these teams. By the way, and not to mention, you have two running backs right now that I say are first-round top talents in B. John Robinson out of Texas and Jameer Gibbs out of Alabama at a minimum. You know, both those guys are studs, and this is another class where I'd say – you have your top end guys like that who I think can come in and be, you know, difference makers right away. And then you've got your your middle tier of backs who are still very much capable of making an impact too on rosters and starting and kind of being those diamonds in the rough that we talk about every single year. Yeah. And yeah. Look, All like, right, guys. 
Yeah, well, yeah. you can go to the next one. Sorry. Well, no. I was going to say, let's take a quick break. But if you've got more things to say, Renzo, no, 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 by no. all means. No, 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 no. By all means, you throw us to the break. Sorry. All right. Well, let's take a quick break. You're watching the Pick 6 Podcast, and we are talking free agency hypotheticals. We'll be right back. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, welcome back to the Pick 6 Podcast. Katie Moxville, Brinson, Brady Quinn, and John Breach playing a little deal or no deal with NFL Free Agency. Uh, Brinson, did you want to say anything to start us off here that we I cut you off a little early? No, no, no. I was just going to say, actually, I, 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 you know what? I saw the March Madness ad that rolled on the YouTube, and you can watch <laughs> it on YouTube, youtube.com slash pick six. And uh, my oh. brain, because it, the way that it operates, I think we all can mm -hmm. agree with this. Like, there's a bunch of mothballs floating around in my head, and it's just like, you know, sometimes I see a squirrel and it's, you know, it's like, pow, and I, so I have no idea what I was going to say before. The You're like a goldfish, Princeton. You just don't have very much, very long term. Right. I, yeah. My, my attention span is like that of a, a very unintelligent goldfish. That's correct. All right. Well, on that note, let's keep this train moving along. How about Juju Smith Schuster? Obviously, a hot topic after the Super Bowl there. To the Bears, a little Claypool Juju reunion in the Windy City. He should land somewhere between 10 and 12 million for at least four years. The Bears can afford that. But, Brady, deal or no deal? I'm going to say deal because the roster needs an upgrade pretty much at every single position group. Uh, Juju had a solid year uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't know that it's enough that it, for anyone to consider him a true number one wide receiver, but I do think he could fit within that intermediate route, move the chains type player, reliable hands, um, especially for a quarterback who's still developing in Justin Fields. So you get Claypool in there as more of your bigger body, uh, isolated wide receiver, shots downfield in the red zone. You've got Juju Smith-Schuster in there for the, for the more intermediate and then you just find unique ways of getting the ball in Darnell Mooney's hands, uh, along with Cole Komet, uh, who are their two obviously holdovers who I think show the most promise. So you add that's the mix. Like to me, that's a pretty solid group for Justin Fields, not only to evaluate him moving forward, but I think to give him a fighting chance in the NFC North. So I'm going to say deal, but again, the price has to be right in all this. It's not like we've got infinite money like the yeah. Brinson estate uh, with, with what they spend <laughs> on all the maintenance, <laughs> landscaping, and everything else going on out there. Well, hey, look, we invested in waffles a few months ago. And it's been <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. That's the investment that keeps on giving. Let me just tell you that waffles? Uh, I have three Ferraris because of my waffle yeah. investments. That's, well, I mean, mm. that's three. 
good job. Good job by you, Preachy. Um, I, I would say, I think deal too, if the, like Brady said, if the money's right. Um, I really just want to point out and Breach, I'll let you apologize to me as oh. someone who. Yeah, you need him to Breach. Who mocked me. You and Wilson berated me on the trade deadline show when I said it was outrageous, egregious even for the Bears to go up a second round pick, which I at the time even said could be number 35 overall. You guys berated me, and I want an apology, damn it, for me being correct about that trade. There was no such beratement for me. I was indifferent. <laughs> I don't think denial. Yeah, Wilson's in India. I'll throw him under the bus. He's not in a <laughs> spot to respond right now. Uh, I'm going to say no deal, though, with Juju. I think, hey, look, he put up decent numbers playing in a very prolific Chiefs offense. I'm not sure that he would be very content playing in the Bears offense. I feel like you get to a situation where uh, just maybe put some things on TikTok, complains a little bit about not getting the kind of passes, the targets that he's used to, that he got in Kansas City last year. Uh, And it does feel like the Bears might try to go to a more run-heavy offense with Justin Fields. Uh, so I'm not sure that Juju would love playing the offense. I do agree with Ray that he'd be a good fit, but I don't think that he would love it there. I have a, I have a question too. If the Bears, so the, to me, the other thing is like the Bears would be better off si- like signing an offensive lineman. And I also want to know if like if Cocaine Bear was in the free agent. Oh, oh yes. Well, That's what they need. Wow. Like if, just to go on Breach's point, if you're going to run the football, Need a bunch of like cocaine bears. I don't know anyone's seen that movie lately. <laughs> My goodness, I haven't like, seen the movie yet. Have you? Have, oh, you, have it's, y'all seen it? No. It's crazy. It is have nuts. You seen it? Yeah, okay. yeah. Is it, it, uh, it now? It, it, I think adventure is pretty far away from the actual true story of yeah, what's the bear took dies. Place. Yeah, in real life, the bear is all the cocaine. Boy, Katie, cocaine, but uh, real bear, not cocaine bear. Yeah. The real, life, the real life cocaine bear ate a bunch of cocaine and died, like which is just what yeah. it's gonna happen. But in this, yeah. in this, uh, because it's almost like sort of Sharknado-ish in like it's 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 willingness to extend reality. Like it's a yes. it's a as as we English a suspension of disbelief is I'm not gonna ruin it for anyone out there. You should go see it. It's uh it's pretty entertaining. I'll leave it at that. But that's look, if they want to turn into a running offense, which I don't think that that's necessarily what wins anymore in the NFL, not consistently. They need to think about being going back to those 85 bears who may have also been deemed as the cocaine bears. But either way, I think an offensive lineman would be a better fit for this right now moving forward because that's another group uh, up front that they, they need probably more help there than to do a wide receiver or pass catcher at this point. Same. Shout All right. Cocaine. Moving on. The Rams finished the year 5-12, and 12, and they failed to make the playoffs. The run game was practically non-existent, bottom five in the league. Josh Jacobs – is available brinson you making that deal um you know i think i actually like transcribed it thinking that like we were signing him to the 49ers which i was like this is what are we doing what is happening here? this is wow no no it wouldn't make any sense because you have mccaffrey and, and like you've seen yeah. in reality the niners have been so good at finding the later you know uh kyle's yes. missed on some guys but the later round guys have really hit for him i would suggest that josh jacobs the rams I, so I love Josh Jacobs. Like he okay. is my new favorite player because we we interviewed him at the Super Bowl, and he, I was like, who's the who's the worst trash talker in the NFL? And he paused, and he paused, and he was like, hmm, Derek Carr. I was like, oh my wow. god, which is savage. But uh, he's like, DC is gonna be mad. But you know, he he was a really fun interview. Um, 
I would, I think that, I don't know. I'm trying to think if the, I don't know. I, I, can, I, I think, I think the fit could work, but it feels like they got something with Cam Akers late. I just, I don't know that they need to be, I don't know. They need to put it this way. Yeah. Yeah. Put it this way. Like Josh Jacobs going to the Rams offense makes you feel like you're driving a Prius, right? You know, like you're oh. efficient. It's good fuel economy, but that's an offense that they want to take shots. They want to get chunks. They want to be able to go when they want to. Like they need more of like a, a Tesla, like a faster electric car. Uh, I think Josh Jacobs is a heck of a running back. I just don't know if that fits really the scheme and what Sean McVay is looking at doing in their backfield. And, and Will, you touched on the last thing that I think preach. I'd love to hear an explanation. What the hell happened with Cam Akers last year? Like what was that? What is going on there? It's weird. It is. I mean, that's the guy who didn't want to play, refused to play the first part of the season, and then injuries happen. All of a sudden, he's the starter. He's racking up huge yards, had the huge game on Christmas Day. Uh, that was a little crazy. So if you're the Rams, you're thinking, uh, can we take this guy seriously? Is he our number one back going into 2023? But I think we talked about this a little bit with the Vikings, where you're going to free agency. You have a ton of needs. You cannot spend a lot of money on a running back. That is a one position. You're not going to give a guy 10, 11, 12 million dollars per year. So I am definitely a no deal uh, unless the Rams are willing to sell the waffles to pay Josh Jacobs. But I don't think they will. I don't think they will either. I think QB depth is a real problem for them. Do you guys think that they're going to re-sign Baker? Oh, Bob Baker, I'd want to re-sign there. And in part because I don't know how much longer Matt Stafford wants to do it. But if McVay keeps coming back... He's one of the best offensive minds. And so if you're going to resurrect your career under an offensive mind like that, that would be a place I'd look at. I'd look at San Francisco, too. If I could get with Kyle mm. Shanahan, I mean, every quarterback balls out in that system. So, look, there's no telling signs that, yes, they invested a lot in Trey Lance. Well, if that doesn't pan out, you know, maybe you're sitting there waiting the wings, and with Brock Purdy's injury, there's a window open there, and you know Jimmy Garoppolo is not coming back. So, uh, somewhere either with the Rams, with McVay, or up in San Francisco, I think both would end up being really good situations for Baker to find himself in, to maybe sit for a little bit, watch, see if it doesn't really pan out where all of a sudden you excel, and next thing you know, you're having a Geno Smith-type year. Yeah, and, and like yeah. Baker is, you know, I mean, frankly, like kind of an elite quarterback when you talk about the bootlegs and stuff like that. I mean, that's, you know, that's especially what you ran in Oklahoma. And if you put him, I mean, I don't think it's crazy to suggest Baker could go to San Francisco. And if we're assuming Brock Purdy, it doesn't, is it ready to start the season that he could beat out Trey Lance in a, in a, in a one-on-one. He could beat out Brock Purdy. Like, what are we talking about now? We saw Brock Purdy for what, seven, eight games. And now we're anointing him. Like Brady, you have been a Brock Purdy. Not believer. And he got them a, a win in Pittsburgh. Are we serious right now? Like a win with Mike Prefer yes. taking over as your interim head coach. Like, I, I think we're like really downplaying what Baker was able to do for the Browns. And I know he didn't look great during his time in Carolina, but what quarterback did over that span? You know, obviously Frank Reich's there for a reason to turn it around. And then Baker looked pretty darn good in a short sample size with the Rams. So I, I just, I feel like we're really underscoring the fact of what Baker is capable of. And then looking at what Purdy did and saying, okay, how many guys wouldn't love to have Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and George Kittle in that offensive yeah. line and not be able to necessarily put up some yards, points, et cetera? Well, Katie, I think I see a, a 49ers bobblehead behind you. Do you even want Baker in San Francisco? You're, you're the 49ers uh, expert here. Well, I, for me, it's like give me Brock Purdy or give me death, Brady Quinn. And I've been saying this every time you go on the show and you have been a Brady, excuse me, a Purdy doubter this whole time. But I, I love this. It's kid. not I a actually... doubter. It's actually the exact opposite. It's more of a okay. fan of Kyle Shanahan in the system. And I think, look, okay. 
you can say whatever you want about Brock Purdy's success. I'm not taking anything away from him. He played great in some of those moments. But where he was drafted, obviously, by all the all the teams in the NFL, San Francisco included, it's not like they didn't pass on him yeah. once or twice right. along actually drafting him. They clearly see where his ceiling's at as a player. And there's a reason why when Trey Lance comes back and is healthy, it's going to be his job because they know he's got a higher ceiling. All I'm saying is Baker Mayfield has a higher ceiling. And so if you're the 49ers and you want to win a Super Bowl, you have to look at who you're competing with. Well, on the other side, that's Patrick Mahomes. He's the best quarterback in the league, yeah. best quarterback on the planet. You better be have someone who can go toe-to-toe, blow-for-blow with him, throw-for-throw with him. And I'm not necessarily sure that's the case. Are we saying that Baker Mayfield could go toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes? I think he showed chances of being able to do I mean, in college, I watched him do it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's in college. Yeah, that's true. I think I think Baker has a bigger Baker has more upside than Brock Purdy, and like that's no disrespect to. Well, and I do think that the 49ers do need to sign a veteran quarterback as well because we don't know about the health of Brock Purdy, and we don't know what we haven't seen Trey Lance play in three years now, except for just a very very small sample size. But all right, we will get to the 49ers in a little bit, guys. Let's talk about OBJ. He became a free agent last March, and he's still a free agent. He could sign with any team. At any time, though, he reportedly was hoping for $20 million per year. But he's 30 years old, hasn't played in more than a year. Likely a pipe dream, but the Packers could use some veteran talent in their receiver's room. Brady, deal or no deal for OBJ in Green Bay? No deal. He doesn't want to go there. I mean, especially if Rodgers is there. Are we kidding ourselves? I mean, there's no chance he wants to go play in Green Bay. Uh, it's no disrespect to Green Bay, but like he's looking for a team that's going to have a chance of winning a Super Bowl, and he's going to tie himself to that quarterback, that team's track record. And, you know, I think he would maybe even forego some money in order to be on a better situation, a better team. Uh, God, he's I'd love to see- forego some money. Nobody's paying him that much. Exactly. And that's part of it, too, with the injury history, you know, and his age factoring in there as well. But, like, God, go to Kansas City. That'd be amazing to see him there and see what Andy Reid could do with them amongst what they have. Like, if you're going to go take a discount, Go to Kansas City. Go there and then see what you're able to, to build yourself back from. That seems to make a lot of sense to me. Do you, are you not worried that like OBJ is sort of a diva, might be like out in Kansas City peacocking around, acting like, you know, some, some you know, big to do? Like the, the, the OBJ thing, by the way, oh. last year was so ridiculous. Like, well, what first is- off, I mean, let's just try to imagine what OBJ peacocking around in Kansas City looks like. Because last time when yeah. I was playing Kansas City, People could rip darts like in restaurants there at some point <laughs> in time. So I'm just picturing OBJ like ripping some cigarettes outside of a bar in Kansas City. And you're like, what's OBJ doing here? I was here to play football, but he's also ripping some darts. So do you remember, do you remember, do you remember what smoking sections were like back in the day when it was like, it was just like a rope and like, like you could just like sit, you could sit like, there could be like a family of eight sitting here eating like their like nice Sunday dinner and like three DJs could come sitting in and like just sit next to him. But like, a, like the only thing separating him was this little like rope and then yeah. just fire heaters indoors and like blood, like nothing. It's like, Oh, the rope is going to stop the smoke. Like that. That's right. And That's then that family went home, like smelling like they had smelling like 18 smoke. boxes yeah. of cigarettes. Yeah. That poor family. What a time! What a time to be alive. You used to be able to. I mean, I I don't. I remember this. I mean, not me, obviously. For you know, <laughs> yeah, not you. But um, mm. I remember when I used to. You see people smoke in uh, in airports, like like in and especially around here, yeah. which you know, tobacco friendly. They, uh, they still do, by the way. There's still like those like those like, yeah, like, smoking like, rooms. Yeah, smoking rooms. You see them all the time. Like people yeah. just absolutely piping those things down. Those things are those things are pretty foul. I hear. All right. So um, cigarettes aside, 
who who else wants to weigh in on OBJ and Green Bay? Breach? I was like, six aside. I'll just say real quick on this. So I, I, I like the idea of Odell in Kansas City, but Brenton mentioning the word diva. What it happens when Travis Kelsey's getting 100 targets and Odell's only getting 50? Is he going to be getting mm. upset that he is not getting the amount of passes he wants? So I do like the idea of Odell and Green Bay, but only if Aaron Rodgers is there because I don't think Odell's personality oh, yeah. would mesh well with Jordan Love. You don't want it to overwhelm your starting quarterback who would be in his first year and uh, yelling at him on the sidelines. He's not throwing him enough passes. So if Aaron Rodgers is there, I like Odell. Deal. But if... Jordan Love is the starter, the no deal. Trying to play the game, deal or no deal? No, I mean, I just, I'm, I'm, I think Odell's going to go somewhere. Like, I think he wants the, like, he wants the the Dallas factor. I, you know, I don't, I don't know if he ends up going yeah. to Dallas, but I, I think Jerry Jones loves the idea of, you know, you sign Odell, and even if it's like an like a superfluous, you know, signing, that like you still get the attention that he loves and craves, and Odell gets the attention he loves and craves, and. Uh, so I think that's I think Ooh. what if they let go of Zeke, but you bring in Odell? That, that might be a way to like pacify Jerry Jones's obsession with Zeke, like keeping Zeke Elliott on the roster. <laughs> well, it'd be the opposite. Like they're letting Zeke go, but you bring in OBJ. That's what I'm saying. You're like, because like it's like freaking like Jerry Jones just cannot move past the idea of giving Zeke these carry these like horrendously inefficient carries in games. You know, they, they Tony Pollard they run down the goal line and they just like you know then Zeke gets like I don't know. Yeah, I think I think Odell. That's what I'm saying. Odell would be like the one for one swap that might make Jerry happy. Yeah, I think he's definitely gonna have to humble himself a little bit though because I don't think he's one of the first picks that's gonna go. And if you think these teams are gonna start to blow through their budgets, they're not gonna have a lot of money left over for him. And who knows if he can even still play at a high level. That's a that's a great question. The good thing he has working for him though is if you look at this year's draft, there are some top end really talented receivers. Quentin Johnson out of TCU, Jordan Addison out of USC, who's my personal favorite, and then Jackson Smith and Jigba out of Ohio State. He really didn't play this year. I'll be curious to see you know how he looks, uh, how he's looked at and evaluated uh, because of that. But those are really the top three dogs or the top three guys. Outside of that, it's not it's quite as strong of a class, and so maybe that works to an Odell Beckham's advantage. Um, at least as far as teams that are looking to replace uh, that wide receiver or that open spot, you know, with a more economical uh, option there. All right. Well, how about Jacoby Myers to the Browns breach your Andrew Barry? Are you making that deal? I will be Andrew Barry and I'll be him quickly. I will say deal. I feel like he would be an excellent mm. fit there. You obviously already have Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples Jones. You throw Jacoby Myers in the slot. Boom. You have it fixed. And if Sean Watson can't make things work with those three guys, then maybe Deshaun Watson's the problem. Wow. Well, we, uh, don't even get me I'll started talk, on, I'll on to that. Him. I'll say yeah. deal, by the way. I think Jacoby Myers could go to most teams, and you'd say deal. Uh, look, he's highly productive, uh, doesn't make a lot of noise. He's not a distraction in any way. Uh, he seems like the perfect receiver in that regard. But like his entire skill set, I think, translates well to most systems. Uh, and I think most quarterbacks would love to have him on the team. So I'm going to say deal. I think he'd be a good fit in Cleveland, but a good fit in a lot of places. I, um, where did you go to Myers go to school? I don't I can't remember where he was. Where do you want? Where do you go? <laughs> <laughs> Get up for the wolf back. Yes. Um, I like, I would, I think a deal go makes a, Tar Heels. He's really got to figure out how to delete that one. Um, I think a deal yeah. makes a lot of sense, but I, 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 I personally don't like the idea of Jacoby Myers in Cleveland. Like, I don't want to have to, I don't have to root. See, I root for Jacoby Myers. I don't have to root for Deshaun Watson passes. Like I'm, I'm happy to root against Deshaun Watson passes for obvious reasons, Katie. So I, I will, I will say selfishly, no deal. Even though I think it fits. What are those obvious reasons? Well, the 
off-field issues, Brady. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I would say deal too, but I I do think that this is more of like a medium priority for the Browns. Their first thing that they should tackle is a defensive tackle, uh, in in my opinion. But I do think that he would pair well with Amari Cooper and DB DBJ. So uh let's talk about Levante David. He spent eleven seasons with the Bucks. He'd like to stay in Tampa for the remainder of his career, but for, for the sake of this game that we're playing, how about David to the Steelers? Brinson, what do you think? Um yeah, I like it. You know, I think I think Levante will figure out a way. I think I mean the Bucks are like the Bucks are like fifty six million dollars over the cap right now, and there's there they can figure out ways to get under the cap. Obviously, you can restructure and do all that stuff. Um, you know, thirty five million of it is that that old geezer who retired walked away from football. Um, Tom Tom something <laughs> or another, and um, yeah. So whoever I mean, I think is. like yeah, whoever that guy is, nobody nobody knows. Um, I think that um. It makes a lot of sense. I just kind of like the idea of Levante David finishing his career in Tampa Bay just because he's been probably one of the most underrated players in franchise history. 11 years. Yeah. Same team. Elite, 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 like sort of modernist linebacker, but that never well, got some the- of his best years. Yeah. He was buried because the team wasn't very good. So I don't know. Brady, what do you think? I, I like deal for this stuff. You're going to move on and you move on to an organization like Pittsburgh. It's to me kind of a perfect fit. I think veteran defensive players usually go there and excel. He's got that right type of demeanor and attitude they're looking for. Um, I, I personally would love to see him there. I think it'd be great to see how he could add to that defense given his uh, his track record so far and his track record of success. Uh, at times, that's been a weak spot for their defense too, at least the interior, especially the interior linebackers, uh, based on their 3-4 base set. So um, to me, he'd be a great addition to this, this roster and team. But as Will said, you know, it stinks when you see a guy have to change and go somewhere else. He's been such a staple in Tampa. Uh, you'd like to see him finish his career there. It's just so subtle that that happens. Um, I think the only hang up there is, you know, the Steelers don't typically sign players and give huge signing bonuses, more of the family-run organization uh, contract style. So this is one where I don't know that he's going to be able to cash in necessarily, but I think it'd be a great fit from a scheme and, and really roster fit standpoint. Uh, I'll just agree with both of them and say deal. You look at if if the Steelers were to add Levante David and and Brady talking about the fact they play three four. You're looking at their linebackers. You have T.J. Watt on the outside. You have Miles Jack. You have Levante David. And you have whoever else they want to throw in there. Uh, that's pretty strong right there. And obviously you have other guys on that defense: Cam Hayward, Minka Fitzpatrick. The Steelers' defense uh, is one of the reasons that Mike Tomlin was able to eat this team to to nine wins last season. Uh, and that's a pretty sack defense. So I think if Levante D- David is looking to switch teams, the Steelers would be a good fit. And if you, yeah, and like right, maybe, that, yeah. I was going to say like maybe the, uh, I just really wanted to pronounce Kenny, Kenny Pickett. Maybe the, uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe the Steelers think Kenny Pickett's about to take a leap forward and, and they, they want to try to, you know, get the defense going and be, and be ready. So that makes sense. All right. Makes sense. We're going to take a quick break. You're watching the Pick Six podcast. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all wheel drive and three row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? 
And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right. Welcome back to the Pick 6 Podcast. Let's keep things rolling here, fellas, with free agency hypotheticals. Now, if you're the Broncos, the top position that you need is clear. It's the O-line. Denver allowed an NFL high of 63 sacks in 2022. Enter Chiefs tackle Orlando Brown. Breach, is this a deal that you would get done? Uh, for me, if I'm the Broncos, this is an absolute deal, and I'm doing everything at all costs to get this done. Uh, if you're Sean Payton, all you want to do is anything you can to get more protection for Russell Wilson and getting one of the premier left tackles in the game would definitely help that. So I would say, yes, I'm, I'm trying to make the deal happen here. Here's the only part is they've got Garrett Bowles and Garrett Bowles has been fine. I don't, I don't think he's necessarily been the issue. I think you look at some of the sacks last season, you might put that more on Russell Wilson and maybe some of the scheme than anything else. And Orlando Brown literally went to the chiefs because he didn't want to play right tackle. And so even though that's an open spot on the Broncos offensive line, I'm not really sure how they see this thing fitting out um, with, with Brown just moving to the right tackle spot, I guess, or trying to move Bowles over. So Orlando Brown can play left tackle. Uh, I'm going to say no deal from that standpoint because I think we've been here before and Orlando Brown wants to be a left tackle, blindside, and paid like it. And I don't know that he's going to get the deal that he wants in Denver uh, if he's going to be you know, signing there to play essentially right tackle, which what is their current need. Yeah, and the other thing, too, is like the Chiefs gave up you know high draft capital for him and then franchise tagged him because they couldn't work out a contract. I think what probably happens here is Kansas City tries to figure out a way to draft and develop somebody maybe behind him. Um, they've also gone out and splurged in the open market and, and clearly they traded for Brown as well, but maybe just franchise tag him. And then Brown's uh, Brown, you look at, I think he's 27. He's still, he's still very much in his prime, especially as an offensive lineman, where if he does a tag this year, one, you get a crap ton of money. And then two, you hit the open market at that age next. Cause you won't get the third franchise tag and you can, you can want, you can pick wherever you want to go and, and, and absolutely cash in. So uh, I would say no deal. And, and I think Brady's point about the, left-right tackle thing is, is very salient even. Yeah, I would agree. I think he's the best available um, in the position. But, yeah, switching to, from right to left, it's a little something there. But what do you think about McGlinchey probably? Because they definitely need somebody there, and I do think that the 49ers are not going to uh, re-get uh, McGlinchey. Do you think he would be a good spot for the Broncos? Yeah, I think it would make a lot of sense um, for what I think Champagne would like to do. Uh, at least, you know, bringing him, putting at that right tackle spot would be an upgrade from what they had last year. That's for sure. So uh, Mike McGlinch can make a lot of sense there for the Denver Broncos. Um, you know, you think he might not sign back in San Francisco. I'm not so sure we'll, we'll end up seeing what happens. Sometimes players are willing to take less in order to stay at a place where they've got more familiarity yeah. with it. Um, and, and so we'll see how that plays out. But that would make a much more natural fit, I think, for at least the need of the Denver Broncos right now. 
Well, I think also because the Broncos, their first pick isn't until, what, the end of the third round. So it's hard to predict no. what kind of talent's going to be available there. So I do think they'll go the free agency route. Yeah, that pick, that draft pick's like, I mean, that you don't want to pick that everybody's touched. It's like, it was like the, uh, what did, who, there's five teams have owned that pick over the last uh, like three months or 18 months. Yeah. yeah. It's like a hot potato. So yeah. It is hot potato. yeah. Uh, well, you know, actually, yeah. I was, well, do we ever talk about, no, you know, I'm not going to do this. We were talking about the Chiefs and you said potato. So I showed them about Casey Potato Girl and like, you know. You know What's Casey Potato I, Girl? Yeah, no idea what you're talking about. What Casey Potato Girl is? How oh do you my know? God. I, this is not a conversation worth having again. <laughs> Can you just do it in I'm, 10 seconds? Yes. There's a girl. Curious, yeah. Can we cut out the podcast the time when we talked about it before and then put yes. it in here? Yes, we talked about it for seven minutes. So oh my gosh, Breach, Breach hates this topic. Well, who's the Casey Potato girl? girl? 10 seconds. Not potatoes. Who wants to talk about potatoes girl, on a football podcast? This girl took a, she took a baked potato to a football game, and she's okay. sitting there in the stands, and it's a Jaguars Chiefs playoff game, and this Jags, mm-hmm. <laughs> this Jags fan takes a picture of her eating this baked potato, which is like with no toppings, just a baked potato, just mealing out Ooh. raw dog of baked potato in the stands. And then she turns around and takes a selfie because oh, she's, she, she's filming a picture of her, her, she's filming it for her friends and then like tweets back at the guy. It was like, oh, that's funny. I got a potato and a W. How about you? And, you know, and so she goes viral and to the point that Lay's sponsored her and could potato chips, obviously. And she went to the Super Bowl courtesy of Lay's as, as at Casey Potato Girl on Twitter. Dude, I love Casey Potato Girl. This is awesome. Good for her. That First is a off, great story. That's a healthy way of eating a potato or eating a starch, by the way. I'm sure it was okay. like a bodybuilder or something. Is that what ended up coming from that? No butter, even. I can't imagine just raw dogging. You just need a little salt on that. It's a little salt on this. Here's your Twitter problem. I think Billy's going to try and pop it up. But like, I mean, this. Yeah, this girl. I don't. I don't know. Some some podcast listener emailed me and was like, "That's actually something we do if for to keep our hands warm in the Midwest." Have you ever heard of that, Brady? Uh, yeah. I mean, not do necessarily. You, just, you hold a baked potato. There she is. All right. Well, you you, you put like everything hot, but yeah, it's wrapped in tin foil. You put the exactly. baked potato on the on the oven or on the on the grill at the tailgate, and then you know about twenty minutes before you go in, you you pull it off, you let it cool pull down, it off, you hold it, keeps your hands warm. Yeah, a little snack too while you're doing. Uh, Brady, it. have you ever well, taken a potato into a sporting event? Uh, I know I've not personally. Okay. Usually, I've been playing in a sporting event, so it's not. <laughs> You've never attended a baseball game. Uh, God, not since I was like a young kid. Like usually, I was playing baseball, so not yeah. many. There, you see, yeah, maybe, oh, there she is. Yeah, Raw that. That You know, and if you cook it the right way and you get that skin just crispy enough, it is delicious. All right, don't let anyone tell you otherwise. All right. <laughs> Yeah, it's delicious He's if you eat it right away. It's in your pocket for an hour. Soggy and gross. Well, it's like it's like eating soggy cereal, Breach. Some people like the cereal a little soggy. Some of them don't like it to be like shards of glass cutting the top of your mouth. Okay. Yeah, for all those out there who like the cereal, CTC. Would be weirder. Soggy cereal will be weird. Okay, guys, let's talk about my favorite subject, the 49ers. Now, Brady, I already know that you think that uh, Baker Mayfield could be a good spot for him to be at the 49ers. What about Daniel Jones? You got Brock Purdy, got Trey Lance, you're John Lynch. Do you make a play for Danny Dines in San Francisco? No, I mean, you've got so much invest in the Trey Lance. I personally feel like you have to figure out what you have in first. So it's not like a Danny Dimes deal because I actually think with his skill set, he's a great as far as decision maker. It would make a lot of sense in this offense. Um, but I just, I think you got to see what you have in Trey Lance first before anything else passed this year. So uh, for me, I'm not doing that deal. And I think in order to do that deal, you're most likely going to have to ante up uh, a longer term contract because he's going to be at least yeah. under the non exclusive franchise tag. Yeah. I mean, I think 
you're you're just you're you're at the you're at the make or break spot for Trey Lance. And you know, Daniel Jones yeah. would be a pretty good fit in that offense just because of his mobility and and you know, I think his decision making would fit well with what Kyle Shannon wants. But um for me it's like you ha- you ha- you just it's a tough spot. You know, I like I'd be curious what you think as a Niners fan, Katie, because like you have to like you have you're so pot committed to Trey Lance and you do yeah. have Brock Purdy eventually coming back that it's it's like you I mean you just can't you can't go in a, in a direction like it's just hard to go in a direction where you, you're loading up for another quarterback when you've got the what you invested in Trey Lance. Agreed. I think yeah. it's no deal too. I just think you can't invest that kind of money in a quarterback when you have Trey Lance. And that's not to say actually like Brady's idea of bringing in Baker Mayfield. You find uh, a, a lower cost guy who can start in 2023 if they have to, but you prefer that Trey Lance wins the job. Uh, but you can't go out and pay $40 million for Daniel Jones or Derek Carr or someone like that when you still have no idea what you have in Trey Lance. Yeah, I agree. I think we do need some kind of a veteran quarterback, but somebody a little bit more inexpensive on a one-year deal. Daniel Jones would cost too much, and we don't really need him for that long. Okay. The Tom Brady thing, uh, people kept saying over and over again, Tom Brady is coming home. Tom Brady. The Niners had no need for Tom Brady. We have Brock Brady. What about this year? Well, first of all, he's retired, so. That's, yeah, well, know, I, I, no. we've done we've done plenty of Brady retired podcasts. Like, are we? This guy, who knows with this guy? He's he's pretty. He's doing underwear for. Brady's not retired until the 2023 season kicks off. Uh, in did he file paperwork to to be retired with the NFL? I mean, I think he did that to like let everybody know, hello, I am actually retiring. Like, yeah, not but there's nothing that stops you from just reinstating yourself. That's the biggest misnomer. That's where Pete, who's been around the league forever, still doesn't seem to understand it and get it right. Most guys like J.J. Watt, they never file them because there's no need to. When you're done, yeah. you're done, and you just make that decision. If they want to call you for drug tests, you say, okay, that's fine, but I'm not going to actually take it, and they can yeah. fail you or what have you, but there's no consequences from it. You're a loser. <laughs> <laughs> what is that clip? Okay. Well, that, well, was all right. Let's our, talk about- that was from our picks this year where Pete lost, not only the regular season, oh. but also the season. So also for a second there, I thought Pete, I thought Pete had like entered the chat and was terrified. Like Pete like heard like heard his name and was like coming in, like all of a sudden just flying in from the top shelf and he was screaming at us, but yeah, just a sound clip. That would actually be terrifying. Okay, let's talk about Derek Carr, who obviously will not be back with the uh Raiders this year. How about Derek Carr to the Patriots? Brinson, deal or no deal if you're uh, Billy B. Um, yeah, I say no deal. You got Mac Jones with a cheap rookie contract, like Derek Carr. You know, I, I have a obviously a complicated relationship with the Carr family. Uh, oh. I as in you're their number one sworn enemy, yeah. They all blocked me on Twitter. Like, this is the thing about Derek Carr. Why? Um, what did I, you do? I tweeted out of how long do you have, Katie? This could literally take okay. us three days to go through everything. All right. We already we already did the uh, potato girl. Maybe we don't have time yeah. for a Brinson gets blocked oh, oh, by the okay. entire car family. When, when when we do the Derek Carr signs emergency podcast, like that's we can we can dive into it. But the um right. the thing with Carr is like I worry about the market in particular where he goes. And this is sort of what I was mm-hmm. saying about the blocking thing. Like he he could go to the Jets, but man. That is going to be some scrutiny on you, buddy. And you could go if you go to the Patriots, no less scrutiny if you try to like take over. So I say no deal. I think he needs to go. I think the Saints are the right fit for him. Somewhere where it's like, you know, obviously like a popular team, but not a intense media market. Like Derek Carr in New England 
is just going to be blocking reporters left and right. Uh, I think this year is all about Mac Jones in New England. I think you bring in Bill O'Brien to be the offensive coordinator because you need to figure out what you have in Mac Jones to make a decision after this year if he is the long-term answer. And so you got past whatever that was last year with Matt Patricia. Uh, Thank God that Mac Jones now gets an experienced player call in the NFL to help him out. Uh, But that's what this is about. I don't know that you want to bring in a guy in Derek Carr who uh, is probably a little bit more mobile and obviously more experienced, but – uh, I don't know that he, he changes the dynamic there in a big way for you. And you'd also be admitting that we've got to move on from a first-round pick that we took in Mac Jones. So it doesn't make much sense to me. I think there's other fits, better fits. Probably every single team in the NFC South uh, would be a better fit for Derek Carr right now, uh, even though I know he's talking to the Jets uh, as well as some other teams. I think Derek Carr would do just fine with the Patriots, but I'm also no mm-hmm. deal, and it's basically – Echoing what they said, Derek Carr is going to want $35, $40 million per year, and he is not $38 million better than Mac Jones, who's going to be getting $2 million per year. So I'm staying the course with the quarterback uh, that I'm still developing. So I'm riding Mac Jones at $2 million a year rather than give Derek Carr a bunch of money. And if I'm Derek Carr, I sign with the Panthers. The Panthers. Yeah, well, I mean, also the Patriots have, what's what's his name, Bailey Zappi, the guy that looks exactly like uh, Mac Jones, who did pretty well in – who went in for Mac Jones a couple times. Yeah, Bailey Zabby's got a bit of a, was it Pete likes to call it a helium helium balloon for an arm? Like he's, he's he likes to float it out there a little bit. Um, I still think they like Mac too, but yeah, you're right. Like the Patriots. The are fans not, don't like Mac. That that I can say. Oh, the fans are, have been used to Tom Brady for 21 years. I mean, yeah, I mean, look, they yeah. loved Mac when he first got there as a rookie and then they turned on him, what, in the second year or whatever. I mean, it, again, it, it's it, it's a tough fan base to please when you have to fill the shoes of Tom Brady. Good luck. Yeah. Well, now let's talk about this guy. Oh, Jimmy Garoppolo to the, the handsome, Colts. It's a handsome bobblehead. I feel less handsome whenever Jimmy's photos are up. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, and when I'm around Brady, most smoke. Well, but you're the most handsome person you, in uh, Cleveland, right? Ohio. What was it? Cincinnati. Yeah. Could you imagine Jimmy Garoppolo and Jim Irsay partying together with those two? That'd be a good time. Oh. That'd be a blast. <laughs> As much as I'd love to entertain this dream, I just – I don't see it, right? Like, this is another team that's kept going the veteran quarterback route and yes. has had varying degrees of success. I'm not sure Shane Steichen uh, is going to be looking at this saying, yep, that's what I want to do, especially when you have the number four overall pick as it currently stands. This is one where you say, we need to rebuild. Let's go through the draft. Let's go find whoever that is, whether it is Bryce Young, who, by the way, just measured in at – Five ten and a half officially at the combine, uh, and under he will be under two hundred pounds in weight, which would I believe be the first quarterback that's taken who is sub wow. six foot and sub two hundred pounds in the first round since nineteen eighty two Jim McMahon. Oh. Uh, so uh, a little historic if Bryce Young is to be taken where everyone thinks he's going to go. Uh, but I digress. It, it, whether it's Levis, whether it's Stroud, whether it's Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, whoever it may be. That seems to be more the direction the Colts want to go. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, to me, I think could be in a lot of different places. But if Rodgers goes somewhere else besides the Raiders, that would be a, the perfect fit. You've got a system you're very familiar with. Devontae Adams, who's a great number one wide receiver. Uh, that would make a lot of sense for me for looking for a place that I think he could jump in right away and be effective. I was trying to Google to see if Jimmy Garoppolo plays any musical instruments because I think that's the number one quality of a, of, of any quarterback who goes to the Colts. You have to be able to jam out oh. with Jim Mercy 
And you got to wear cowboy hats and lean up against trees. That's right. Um, can you cover it or not? I, I can't find anything. I can find a spot where I can see a, a singing on stage, but at a concert with Richard Sherman. That's all I could find on. And I had to go to like Pinterest to find it. So, so yeah, it's something. I don't. I don't. I don't know that he's a fit for Jim Mercy's band. So I, I, I agree with Brady. I think the Raiders, if Rodgers doesn't go there, really are like just a, a, such an obvious landing spot for Jimmy G. And I think Jimmy, he look that that face, that 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 handsomeness in the silver and black. Dreamy. It's a lot. It's a yeah, lot. the Raiders yeah, do think- feel like the best fit. But as far as the Colts go, I would just say uh, I don't hate it if he's willing to take a one-year deal. And they say, look, man, you might start if you beat out the guy we draft, but you're just going to be a bridge quarterback at best, and we're getting rid of you after one year. If he's willing to take that, then I'll do the deal. Otherwise, he should sign with the Raiders. Wait, you think Jimmy Garoppolo to the Raiders? No, no. Well, Jimmy to the Raiders would be a good fit for Jimmy, but the Colts, well, the team we were talking about, I would say that if he's willing to take a one-year deal with them and be a bridge quarterback, that that it would be an interesting uh, fit for him. I don't think he is. I don't think he wants to take another one-year deal. Yeah, I mean, it's probably, I mean, that's probably, that's fair given that, like, you know, with the way he, all the San Francisco stuff where he's constantly being yo yoed in and out, he wants to just be, go be the guy because he's still, he's still, he's not, you know, he's not old. Still a good quarterback. Yeah. I mean, he's just yeah. injury prone. That's, that's, I think, I would like to see him with the Jets. I think he'd be Ooh. great there. J E T S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Would you become a Jets fan? Would you become a Jets, would you become like a semi Jets fan? Wait, wait, wait. You just want him in in New York so you can go watch him play at the Jets, don't you? Well, here's the thing. Uh, Well, one, I'm a 49ers fan above anything else. So, like, nothing comes – you know, I I loved Brock Purdy uh, this this season. He was a big one for me. I keep looking down at Jimmy Garoppolo as I have. I'm sorry. I have to have this conversation. But, uh, yeah, I would be happy for him at the Jets. I just want him to – I think there's some good weapons there. They have a good defense. Obviously, he has a good relationship with Robert Sala. I feel like that would be a good place for him, a nice nice franchise. I could see him living well in New York City as well. but uh, yeah, I mean, I've come to terms with the fact that he's not coming back to the Niners. I, mean, I think Jimmy would live pretty well in Las Vegas or New York. I think that would be um, a solid yeah. fit. For- I would think Las Vegas, based on his dating history, might make some more sense. Almost too much. At least, at least he takes him out to a nice dinner in Beverly Hills. That's all I'll say. Not everybody. Uh, I'm just saying it would be like it would be like you know giving me like me getting a job at a like a brewery. Like, I don't know. It might be too much at once. Maybe for too much. In Las Vegas. Makes uh, too much sense. I would also like to clarify that John Breach was actually Mr. Greater North Cincinnati 2008. He was not Mr. Ohio 2008. It's still uh, an honor. 2008. Still- so you even had your own year wrong where you were that. Yeah. And he was actually the runner-up to Mr. Greater North Cincinnati. Uh, Brinson, how do you know so much I'm about like, this? Yeah, were is that there? like Covington area? We were talking here, Breach. I, I like to Google. I like to Google breaches. That's, that's Southern Cincinnati, Brady. I spent Come a lot. Covington's in Kentucky. It's not even in Ohio. I know, but it might as well count as part of Cincinnati. They're right I, there. Oh, I was going to say, is that the dig? Because of actually Kentucky. Uh, Brady's right. a known, right. known Kentucky Gator. That's not true. I have family in Lexington. What are you talking about? Yeah, so you hate that family. The truth is coming out. I hear no, it. Oh, I, I just saw them recently. I went back to um, what was the big horse race they just had there? Um, God, it's escaping my mind right now. We went down to Keeneland. It was awesome. Keeneland, by the way, is like one of the greatest sports venues you can find. What is, is that, Jimmy? That most people have Jimmy never been stage. Yeah, Jimmy's rapping. Oh yeah, drop that in Slack. That's Jimmy Garoppolo in Las Vegas. I don't know. I'm kind of. 
this is a vibe. I feel like he could maybe jam out with Ursay. I don't know that Ursay is not singing this type of music. I don't know. We could we could we could see Jim Ursay cover like Hot in Here. Do like a little country version of Hot in Here. I can see that yeah. with, with the 2G rapping it. Where is this? This is in Las Vegas? Probably, which is I was in Las Vegas. All right, let's get this train back on the track. Obviously, you know, anytime we talk about Jimmy G, I tend to go left here. But last, but certainly not least, in these hypotheticals that we're talking about, Tony Pollard to the Giants. This past year, Pollard rushed for over 1,000 yards, added nearly 400 more through the air. Would this be a good move for the Giants? I'll start with you, Brady. Uh, no, as I said before, um, why would you give up on Saquon Barkley to bring in Tony Pollard, who doesn't have as much equity built up within your organization, who's probably going to be trying to look for if he hits the free agent market, similar money. Um, I don't know that he leaves the Cowboys anyway. I think they could potentially use uh, the, the tag on him. And as I stated before, like this is a good draft for teams like the Giants, who if they were going to let Saquon Barkley go into free agency, Go look at B. John Robinson. Go look at Jameer Gibbs. Both of those guys are very capable of, of filling in for the void left behind uh, by Barkley. So I'm going to say no deal. And like I said before, I think it's because Dallas probably values Tony Pollard so much um, that they might be willing to tag him and keep him on the roster, and at least for the time being. But that may not be the most expensive running back room we've ever seen in the NFL with Zeke's contract along with whatever Tony Pollard would cost them this year. It would be it would be pretty pricey. Although, like, and again, we you pointed out if they cut Zeke and he has no guaranteed money left for this deal, so they really should cut him. I just don't know that Jerry will get there. Um, I, you know, the other thing too is to think about is how because what we've seen so far from the Giants with Joe Shane and, and Brian Dable there is sort of attempting to mirror what worked in Buffalo. Um, you know, with the, with their the guys that they worked with, and we've seen Buffalo has invested draft capital uh, in, in the running back room, but has not gone out and try to like I think you can look at their the way they've invested in, in the running back position and fairly say that it would be surprising if the Giants went out and paid a, like a non-Saquon Barkley running back yeah yeah I think that would be a little crazy uh if you're the Giants and you are going to spend money on the running back then as Brady said you get Saquon Barkley get the guy that's already been in your system but it might not make much sense to be spending 10 11 12 million dollars per year on a running back whether that's Tony Pollard or Barkley if I'm Tony Pollard, I am calling Mike McDaniel and saying, hey, man, you got room for me down in South Beach? Because mm -hmm. uh, I think he could be a good fit in McDaniel's system, but I'll say no deal with the Giants. Well, in McDaniel's system with Miami, they've got a lot of running backs there. Do you think that they do have room for him? They love running backs. They'll make room. Well, even he, if they he comes from the 49ers train. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Just I mean, Pollard, 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 Pollard is like the, the lead back in a, in a Kyle Shanahan, a Shanahan style McDaniel system would, 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 would be pretty hot. They can't have enough running backs in the roster. They're yeah. like, give me more, more running you backs. Have Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson are both going to be free agents. So at least you have two of those guys who might not re be returning uh, in 2023. So there's, some, right, room well that, there's some room in that running back room. Some room in that running back room. All right, guys. Well, that is a wrap on our free agency hypotheticals here. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. This is the Pick 6 Podcast, and we will see you Thursday for Pick 6 Mailbag. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. 
Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.